Welcome to the Back Row Ravens Show, where we talk all things Baltimore Ravens. From player news, rumors, and even fantasy football expectations. And now, your hosts, Bob and Blake. What is up, Ravens fans, and welcome to another episode of the Back Row Ravens Show, part of the Back Row Network's of podcast. I am your host, Bob Miller, accompanied by Blake Ramey, as always, and thank you for making us part of your day. Blake, how the hell are you? I haven't talked to you shit in so damn long. I mean, Lord of mercy, it took forever to get week 12 uh, taken care of, but it's finally yeah. behind us, man. So what's up, bro? I think, uh, I mean, I'm back from Florida, I'm back in Pennsylvania. I think anything uh, this week that could have happened was better than the last two weeks. The last two weeks have been pretty tough if you're a Ravens fan. So, yeah, I'm doing really good. How about you? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. Let me, let, let, let's, uh, before we get into some of this Ravens news, man, let me ask you real quick. Have you had any luck at all getting a PlayStation 5? Oh, we're, we, got this, we got it secured. What? We got it, we got it Hold on, right? time out. How in the hell did you get one? Right, I, I sold out. I sold out. And I no, you to, didn't. Yes, I did. eBay? Not eBay, uh, Facebook Marketplace. I sold out. Marketplace, did you drop a grand? Not a grand, not quite. Minus 200. Oh, okay. okay. Did you get disc or digital? I got digital. Oh, okay. Digital. It's good, though. I'll say I recommend it. I I mean, honestly, because I I thought about doing the, I I didn't want to mess with the digital at all because, you know, some of these games take up a shit ton of space and, and like take like a day to download for crying out loud. I didn't know if I really wanted to fool with that. I'm telling you, you don't notice a, um, a lot graphically different. Like, I mean, it's a little bit, but, um, it, it's just way faster. Like, for example, if you if you search for a game on really anything, you're in the game within, like, four seconds. It's really crazy. Huh. Really, really crazy. I'm hoping, because a lot of my friends don't really have one yet, and I really want them to get their hands on it because it's really, really crazy. Yeah, I want one, and, and, and I've been checking, like, uh, you know, Sony keeps putting, releasing a limited amount on their website almost daily now, but uh, you got to be quick. Uh, Walmart's been doing that release that is sold out within 10 seconds. Target, I, I don't even think Target, Target won't even let you go into the store and buy one. You have to find it online and pay for it and go pick it up. Yeah, so, so for the Black Friday, I'm, I'm assuming everyone saw that people were camping out for them. So for my local GameStop, they were literally holding two of them. Two, two. They, two. I, I saw that. They had two, uh, they were guaranteed at least two systems per store, uh, nationwide. I called the GameStop on uh, Wednesday, the day before Thanksgiving, and tried to ask them. They said they didn't know, and I said, "How do you? How do you mean you don't know? I mean, do you not get them? Uh, I mean, you get you're opening up at seven a.m. on 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 Friday." And the girl said, "Well, uh, we don't have. We're we're getting them Friday morning." I said, "So UPS or someone is going to be running." in delivering them before 7 a.m. I mean, like, you're, you don't have to friggin' lie, for crying out loud. So oh, yeah, you gotta, you got to be really aggressive. And so I got up, be... man. I got up at oh, 3 you... o'clock. Oh, I got up at, Lord. I got up at 3 a.m., <laughs> went to that GameStop, um, and, dude, there were, there were 19 people in line when I got there at about mm. uh, close to about 3.30 or so. 
There was 19 people in line. I said, screw this shit. I'm out. I, I didn't even get out of the damn car. I took a picture of it just to show some friends or something, you know, the next day. And I just, uh, I pieced out. Now, now speaking of GameStop, they're, they're, they're buttholes for what they're doing. If you've seen, that, they'll release the PS5 online, but you have to get them in those damn eight $900 bundles where they sell you, you know, Oh yeah, no, two no, no, shit no. games. But you know, you can get, use a controller and the headset. But they, but they want you to get you like a year of like PlayStation Plus or something. Nice. I mean, it's just all this crap they're trying to, <laughs> do, you know, pile on you. But uh, yeah, and I hate get, GameStop's such a shit ass company. I'm glad they're starting to you know lose stores and go out of business. They, I used to work for GameStop for years, and I, I worked behind the scenes and saw exactly how they ripped off people and. And they bought out EB Games. You probably don't even remember EB no, Games. No, I wasn't even born. No chance. Yeah, yeah. They bought out that company and then started inheriting their policies, which were unsuccessful to begin with because the company went under. So it was just really strange. I got out of that company when I could. It was, uh, you know, I, I, I yeah, just, I, I won't re- spend another dime say, with them. I will tell you, working at a retailer, what I do, uh, I, this is the first week that I've seen PS5s actually in store. We have a, uh, we have a, I think like ten to fifteen of them, I'd say, in the back. But uh, yeah, if you, if you're just trying to be persistent, I would call. I mean, it's Walmart. I would call and just see if any orders get canceled. I mean, the Xboxes for some reason, like they're just not as like, there's not as much supply and demand for them. Like literally, no one wants one. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. The one, uh, the, the the Walmart near me said they got like eight of them the other night, the Xbox Series X, and they were gone yeah. in like thirty minutes. Our Walmart, um, we just started putting. They have Xbox on uh, shelves now, but I cannot say the same for the PS Five. Unfortunately, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to get my hands on one of those PS Fives, man. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not gonna bitch out like you did though. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, I had to. I had I, to. I, I, you know, it's fine, man. It's cool. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna bust your balls over it, man. You, you had to do what you, <laughs> you know, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. Sometimes, I made a business so. decision. <laughs> yes, you and so, did. And you know what? So did my brother too. My brother did the same thing. Bought from the same guy. Oh wow. Okay, I can't even, and it, 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 it does piss me off because the resale, like people that resell stuff, it really, really bothers me. And I didn't even go to pick it up. I, I let my brother go because I was so mad. Like, I, <laughs> I, I wanted to yell at this guy because the fact that I was handing him $800 for something that's 500 at retail, it literally drives me nuts. You know, they were all over eBay, and I was trying to offer people like six and $700 for them, but they were like, piss on you. They would decline it. The damn That's things funny. were going for a grand, at least. So, so uh, I have a friend, and he, he works at, uh, I don't know the place that he works at. His manager got two of them. So he calls me the one morning. I wake up, and I call him back, and he says, oh, yeah, my, my manager's offered me one for $600. i am like, dude, take, he's like, I don't know if I'm going to take it. I said, dude, take that, because if you don't, I'm going to take it. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, so... That's a yeah. steal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, I guess we uh, just, you know, wasted a good five minutes of people's yep. lives, actually I, six minutes of people's lives talking about PlayStation 5. So for you listeners out there, we're sorry about that. We we, we didn't mean to, you know, get off topic there. So, so let's uh, let's talk some Ravens news. We're going to talk, you know, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of Ravens news to go over right now. You know, we're going to do a little bit. We're going to recap the Steelers game, go over a little bit of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then we're going to finish up by previewing this Cowboys game coming up on Tuesday night. So, uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, I'm going to tell you something, man. I'm excited. I'm not mad. Uh, I'm not I'm not pissed off by any means. I mean, that game was was tough to watch the other day. Um, Yeah. 
but who who really thought the Ravens were going to win? I I didn't. I was holding out hope. But man, I just I wasn't pissed. I didn't get you know there's a couple of those referee calls which we'll get into in a little bit that pissed me off. But other than that, man, I, I was proud of the team for the effort that Absolutely. they put in. Absolutely, and you you got to feel hopeful a little bit because if your practice squad essentially, you're, I mean they're referring to it as a JV squad. If your JV squad's losing to by record the best team in the NFL, then can you be really? It's only five points. Like, can you really be mad and? It's not like an MVP quarterback would have made a difference or anything, but I, I don't want to be salty about it. I want to be hopeful. and I mean, I've seen a lot of people give up on the season. It's, it's really disheartening, to be honest with you, because it just feels like, as a fan base, a lot of people are going soft. You know what I mean? Like, just two years ago, we were 4-5 and five at the same point, and we made the playoffs. And people were hopeful, and I don't know what it is. I'm not going to lie. It does get hard sometimes when, like, for example, because I was watching the game at work. So Marcus Peters, when Marcus Peters goes down, he's holding his lower leg, it makes you want to freak out. Like, you want, you, it just, it's hard to have those game day emotions and just kind of try to maintain them. But yeah, I, 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 man, we're not out of it. And I, I, yeah. I won't take us out of it yet. No, we're, we're certainly not out of it. Golly, we've got we've got such a great schedule, you know, ahead of us. But, you know, that was my mentality going into that game. I kept talking to friends and, and family and whatnot. And I just said, you know, I just don't want anyone to get hurt. That was the only, the only concern I had is I do not want to see some horrible injury and – and, and speaking of that, you know, we're obviously not Steelers fans at all, but I hated oh, yeah. I hated seeing you Bud never, Dupree never go down. Never. Uh, no, no. I hated to see that with Bud Dupree, man. Uh, you know, prayers out to him. That really sucks. Um, that, that It's always the worst. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. hate that. You know, just such a shit game to begin with, and then you lose a guy, and they had him in that game later on. It, it, I, yeah, I didn't even see him go down because, like I said, I was watching it at work. And then uh, I have a friend who was I work with. He was watching the game like alongside me. He comes up and he's like, "Bud Dupree tore his ACL." I'm like, "What? I, I didn't even see him go down." Yeah, I did, and I was just like, "Oh, non- it was a non-contact for, uh, injury, man." Yeah those, are, yeah, yeah, those are the giveaways. And I felt the same way for uh, Devin Bush earlier in the year, man. I just no matter who, I, same way for Odell. I, I it's the same. No matter if it's a division rival, you never like to see it. It's really uh, the injuries are the worst. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to see anyone get hurt, you know, as far as like, you know, tear an ACL, break a bone or anything. But I can say with full confidence, and and I apologize ahead of time if this offends anyone, but I would absolutely love to see Juju Smith-Schuster get his ass knocked the fuck out. Um, I would love to see somebody just plant him on his ass and just... Just sit there, just gathering himself, and then he just limps off the field. I don't want to see him break anything, but I want to see somebody knock his ass out. You, you need those humbling hits. Not, not, I think, major, but you just need a little, like, like a Derrick Henry, Deshaun Elliott type hit, you know what I mean? That shakes him up, and he kind of knocks his ass back into reality a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, just the, the, the shit he'd been talking on Man. Twitter, and, and, and I, even, I even tweeted him. I even told him straight up, and I tried to be nice. You know, I tried. And I said, you know, I used to be a, a fan of yours, Juju, but I didn't realize you were such a little bitch. And that's what I told him, you know, and like he gives a yeah, shit, but no, yeah, whatever. Like, I mean, I remember when I was a kid watching those those Ravens to those games. There's so many times where I wanted Heinz Ward to get absolutely obliterated. 
let's let, let's let's not talk about Heinz Ward because I want to stay. Oh, no. I, I don't want to get pissed <laughs> off because that was a that was another one. Oh my uh, he, gosh! He, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Juju can just kiss my ass, I mean, man. But, but look, and I, this is I have Steeler friends because I mean I live in Pennsylvania, so it's around here where I'm at. It's it's Ravens, Steelers, Eagles, and that's what it is. Yeah. So I tell them that I'm at the point where. I'm done talking shit. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm in no position to talk shit. I mean, I still, I still talk when I can because that's just who I am as a person. But um, I just say enjoy it while it lasts. Because look, <laughs> you're 11 and 0 right now. It's, it's my prediction. They're not going all the way. I mean, it, I could be wrong, but enjoy it while it lasts. Because we, hey, we were 14 and 2 last year, and I'm not gonna lie. I was on my high horse. I was talking to everybody. I was letting everybody know that we were the best in the league, and then we get knocked out first round. It's the worst. It is. It is. It, Especially it, losing like, Bud. Yeah. And, and, and see, the thing is, the... I, I don't hate the Steelers. I hate the Titans. I hate the damn Titans. And, oh, yeah. Well, but I don't see guys. So that yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't hate the Steelers. Um, you know, good for them. I knew they were going to be a great team this year, and uh, they're exactly that. So we'll see. Uh, we'll see how it goes. They've got one more big game coming up with Buffalo in a couple of weeks. Other than that, uh, if they get through that game, I see them going undefeated uh, into the yeah. playoffs. You know, I mean, they do have Indianapolis on there. I just don't see it happening. I don't. I mean, I can't. You know, I can't really say that because that. I mean, that's a great offensive line, and I haven't seen this team without Bud Dupree yet. So, I mean, if T.J. Watt can impact that game, but that's also one of the best offensive lines in the league. So, I don't know. I mean, even if they do go sixteen or no, that really does not bother me. To be honest nope. with you. Nope, it doesn't. doesn't bother me at all. Hey. <clears throat> I hope we see him again in the playoffs. Oh, and it's it's possible. I just yep. actually just that's why you say that because I, I really want to see that. And I, I do love too. That. I hey, do what, too. What a way to get revenge. Oh my gosh, it would be. But imagine, it, just imagine for a moment. See, it, it, you're younger, and and I I've, I've you know I, I'm 43 years old. I I've got a lot of uh, Steeler friends, and I just hear this steel curtain crap and we've got six rings and we've got this this and this now i couldn't imagine oh my gosh stairway to seven if (laughs) if they went undefeated and won the super bowl like you know kind of like unthrown the you know the the 72 dolphins oh my gosh steeler fans will just be nuts oh Oh Oh, my gosh it's and I don't think it's going to happen, obviously, because there's a lot of comp- competitiveness in this league, and they got to get by the red. Chiefs too. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying, man. That's going to be a tough task. But I don't know. I, I like I said, I won't count this Ravens team out, and I don't know if it's because I'm a Baltimore fan or whatever the case may be. But this team's got knocked on its ass so many times, and I know there was a lot of talk about a moral victory, and there's no such thing in the NFL. There's really not. But going into a game where you really didn't expect to win, I mean, obviously you don't ever go into the game thinking you're going to lose. Like, I think there was always a chance that we were going to win, but it wasn't very likely, obviously. But uh, this team has been knocked on its ass so many times. The Tennessee game was tough. This game was tough. And it's the Chiefs game, the Chiefs game was tough. And I don't know how many tough losses you need to take. And, I mean, obviously, yeah, the thing – or the – Previous Steelers matchup early in the year when we were healthy, that was tough too. When they're I mean, dancing, we, do- the we dominated room. them. We dominated well, the saying. team, right? Exactly. And when you lose those tough ones, it's like, and I said this, I think it was last show. I said, how many losses does this does this team need to take to like like play with some heart? You know what I mean? And that game, we played with heart. 
Like, there was a yeah, lot of- they played four quarters of football, and that's the thing they've been kind of preaching to one another there is, you know, we'll put together a good half or, you know, uh, I think when we played the Titans, we put together three solid quarters in the fourth quarter, man. That was it. Um, they they keep, you know, preaching to one another four quarters. You know, let's play the whole game. And I listen to a lot of uh, a lot of radio shows in my local area. I listen to 98 Rock and. They were they were just talking about it, and they said it's almost like a football movie that game was, and it's the the underdogs. Like, and the Ravens. I mean, growing up, they, we were always an underdog, always, and we we thrive in that role. And I think being the underdog, as as a Baltimore Ravens football team, I think that's the best place you can possibly be. Absolutely, and, uh, absolutely. And, and, and see, the, here's the thing: we we know what this team is capable of, just like all of our listeners right now. Um, you know, because there's a ton of hate that goes to Lamar. Um, and, and, and say Hollywood Brown and things like that. But we know what this team is capable of. We watch them every Sunday or Tuesday now or Wednesday. I mean, shit. So uh, um, we watch them every week. So everyone knows. We, we know we can win. We just got to put it together. And, and, the, and the question's up in the air. And, and I, like I said, I listened to a lot of radio shows, and I was listening to the, uh, to the post game after the Steelers game. And people were calling in. I was just listening to these people, and man, the fan base is going soft. Talking about, oh, we need to fire Har- uh, Harbaugh. I'm like what? What do you What do you mean we need to fire Harbaugh? He's not a great leader. He's not an X's and O's guy. We need a guy like that. You don't just find an X's and O's guy. Like Harbaugh is a special. I would say top ten, maybe top five coach in this league. And John Harbaugh, great leader. Like that. That's not even yep. a question in my in my mind. I, I think a lot of previous players, I think that there's some that have had a, a personal problem. I'm looking like a, at a Bernard Pollard with John Harbaugh. Not a big fan of him. But there's a lot of guys, past players that have played under Harbaugh, will say he's one of the best leaders you'll ever meet. So I don't know. I, I, don't, I think a lot of people are going soft, maybe bailing on the season a little too early. And I mean, I, I, I guess. Yeah, let them. Uh, let them. Right. Let them. Exactly. Yeah. yeah absolutely. I don't care. Don't, I, I could give a rat's ass either way if they want to. They want to piss off and 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 go and uh, get ready for the NBA or whatever the hell they want to do. Hey, cool, cool. And they'll be back. No more worries. power to them. Yep, yep. You know, no big deal there. So let's move on, man. Let's get into some of this Ravens news. There's just a lot of it to cover, uh, you know, for this week and even today. So um, let's start off, man. Uh, the COVID list. We're starting to get players back now, Ramy. We're starting Finally. to get them back Thank now. God. It, it, yeah, it, absolutely. It doesn't feel good compared it to last does. week. Literally every time you looked, your I, t- I took a nap and there were like eight more people on the COVID list. Oh my it gosh! It was like every day there was more people getting. I was like, oh my gosh, more people are added, more people added. Well, guess what? This is the complete opposite. Now every day more people are being taken off of it. We're getting them back. So we had five guys cleared uh, from the COVID list today. Uh, that includes J.K. Dobbins, obviously, uh, Parnell McPhee, Matt Skura, um, Macari. I believe yes. got uh, he got uh, cleared today. So I suppose uh, I said five guys. That was four. So I don't know. Maybe I can't count. Anyways, I, but there is, I'm pretty sure there is one more. I just the name's not coming to my mind. And there's more to come too. I'm pretty sure Lamar is going to be uh, activated off there this Sunday. I believe I read it. Mm-hmm. Or Saturday, one of the two. But I guess it'll be a game time decision. That's really up in the air. Yeah. So we're getting some players back, and and Mark Ingram should be activated tomorrow as well. Um, he didn't, uh, he wasn't activated today, but tomorrow it looks like he will be, um, you know, we are recording this on a Friday, 
So uh, yeah, looks like tomorrow he should maybe get activated. Uh, maybe it's Anthony. Is Anthony? I know he came back. He got activated off the IR. Anthony Averett did. Yeah, yeah, Averett because uh, Averett and Chris Moore both got activated yeah, Everett, off the. Yes. They both got activated off the injured reserve Man, today. That's good. That's good stuff. Yeah, Averett oh, was playing good football. You know, he was doing pretty well, and we could use all the help in the secondary that we can get. So Absolutely, because Jimmy Smith, look, I love Jimmy Smith, and I, I've loved him since he was drafted, but the un- the reliability there, man, you never know. Like, he lives on the IR, but he's actually having a very good season. He is. He is. You know what? And, and and I was wrong. It was four players cleared from the COVID because I was thinking five players, and I meant that five players m- missed practice today. That's that's what it was. So there was five players that did not practice today. Uh, Chuck Clark was one of those with a knee issue. Jalen Ferguson was sent, uh, kind of sent home with an illness. They didn't. They were just trying to play yeah, it safe not play, there. They're not playing around this week. I don't care where you are. If you go to work right now and you're acting a little sickly, your ass is going home. Um, speaking of Jimmy Smith, uh, his groin issue, he didn't practice today. Broderick Washington has a concussion. concussion he yeah. Uh, and Tremont Williams Trem- uh, didn't practice with a thigh uh, injury there. So, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll monitor that and see, uh, you know, see if any of those uh, will be able to go on Tuesday. Luckily, it's a Tuesday game. But I will say this, Brandon Williams uh, practiced today on a limited basis. He still has that ankle issue. Did, um, um, I actually want to ask this, and I was wondering, this earlier, did Calais practice today? Not back? that I see. No. Not that I see. Okay. No, nope. sure. I didn't see anything with him. I'm not sure um, his status. The Ravens uh, did sign Luke Wilson to the active roster, so it looks yeah. like he's up. Uh, he's on the team for good. Uh, you know, I think anybody was going to see that one coming. You know, so. Yeah, absolutely. Boy, I wish he would have held on to that damn football at the end oh of the half. There. Gosh. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about that whole sequence. I don't even. But, you know, we'll there are some players that may miss uh, Tuesday's game against the Cowboys. Uh, Mark Andrews, Matthew Judon, Willie Sneed. Those three guys are potentially out next Tuesday. Uh, Harbaugh, in his uh, kind of presser today, um, wouldn't comment on Lamar's availability for uh, Week 13's game on Tuesday. Um He's been pretty mum. He's been pretty hush-hush when it comes to all of the COVID stuff because he just keeps defaulting to saying, you know, this I'm not a I'm not a doctor. We're leaving this up to our our, our medical professionals, so he can't really say. Um, I was watching. It's funny you say that. I was watching uh, ESPN this morning with you know the show Get Up. Mm-hmm. I was watching that show and they were talking about the Ravens. And I, I forget what person said. Maybe it was Ryan Clark. He was saying that uh, Harbaugh is a great coach, or like a great coach in uh, in terms of giving like updates on who's injured and what their status is. I've watched a lot of Ravens pressers. No, he's not. He's no. extreme, extremely vague. <laughs> yeah. Extremely vague, and you never really know. And he always seems, lately, he just seems pissed. Like, oh, yeah, he's somebody pissed. asks a question, and he's just like, I think I've already answered that. You know, I mean, he's he's not being a prick, but uh, you could tell he's just not in the best of moods right now. Oh, absolutely not. I mean, but who? how, how could he blame either. the guy? You know, the last couple mm-hmm. of weeks have just been hell. You know, this season's been rough. So, uh, yeah. Oh, man, yeah. sometimes it just feels like everything's stacked against us, and it's horrible. It's the worst feeling ever. Yeah, keep it coming, brother. It's just more, uh, more things to overcome. More, more fuel to the fire. Yep. Well, uh, and also RG3 went on the IR today with his hamstring uh, issue, which 
I hope that he gets better. It's just a hammy. He should be just fine. But I'm going to tell you what, this does not break my heart at all because we're going to get into the good, bad, and the ugly here in a, here in a second. He, but uh, he looked like shit. And he's there. And he Okay, I see we have him listening to the bad. It's very possible you can put him in the ugly. It's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he, yeah. It was. I was hopeful. I was very hopeful for him, and it just wasn't ideal. I, I was. I think I tweeted out as the game was beginning. I think it was the second quarter. I said you need to consider putting Trace in now because mm-hmm. before this gets very very ugly, which it did, and eventually they ended up putting McSorley in, and we all know what happened. The memes yeah, came out. Everyone got excited. But, um, yeah, I think he's just gone, man. We, well, we I lost guess... Robert <laughs> We did. Yeah, uh, so so I, I will say this. Um, I don't mean any ill will at all. I do not mean this at all. Absolutely not. But I don't want RG3 back next year. Mm-mm. And if we do, well, you know what? I don't want him. I, I don't want him. I, give, give me Cam Newton or someone next year, you know, because uh, one of these guys is going to be a backup. But we need more of like a pocket passer because obviously it's what the Ravens want to do now. Um, so I think it's I mean, McSorley, I think he's very clearly QB2 now. I don't think that's a debate. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was just obviously it was just one pass, but if he does start against Dallas, like I, I think it's clear, even if Robert wasn't hurt, like I think you have to put McSorley in. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's not a horrible idea to maybe bring him back next year, like as a third string though, like third because it's one of those things. Robert Griffin was very, very similar to Lamar, and when he first got drafted, oh yeah, and it's funny. It's funny because when when Robert Griffin got drafted, twenty twelve, I think I was in fourth or fifth grade. I was a huge Robert Griffin fan, man, and watching him just just go downhill, it hurt. And I think having a like a mentor, I think he plays a good mentor role. And I think a third string quarterback, I don't think he. I mean, he, he probably wouldn't even be activated on game days. He may maybe, but like I think keeping Huntley as your practice squad guy. But I, I don't think uh, is Robert's contract up this year. Uh, I think they signed him to a one year deal. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think, think, I think you're, I yeah. Don't, I mean, I, he's not, he's not gonna break the bank, obviously. So. I think just keeping him there, I don't think it'd be a horrible idea, but McSorley, he's held through. I'm not paying him. I'm not paying him shit. If he's going to be on this team, I'm not giving him crap. Um, you know, it's, I'm not wasting any money, especially with the salary cap uh, dropping next season. I'm not giving RG3 anything. So I, I don't know. I mean, I'm not meaning anything. It's just he he hurts the team. So we'll, we'll get into that here in a second. So, yeah, we were talking about the good, bad, and the ugly with the Steelers game. So let's let's start it off, and let's start off with the good. Um, you know, who's somebody that, that stands out to you that, uh, you know, that you would put in the um, good category? I want to give my, my – uh game ball i mean i know it's a couple days removed but i want to give my game ball to uh tristan colin castillo who just jumped in for his first nfl game and really played particularly well i thought Mm -hmm. and i think he maybe i don't even think it's like i don't think it's outlandish to say this i think you could put him on the the starting like offensive line from here on out like he played that good yeah and the one play i can remember i think it was gus edwards rushing touchdown like he laid a great block but yeah, I think it's and then put Macari over at right tackle. I, he's he's a good player, man. I think we might have just found a gem. But yeah, I, I, he's my guy. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you the the whole offensive line. I mean, the whole yeah, old line well. for me, you know, played uh, stellar considering you know we were missing several guys. So kudos, man. My hats off to that whole offensive line. They played one hell of a game. Um, 
really, really good there. Um, you know, there's some obvious ones that stand out to me, but I really, really, I'm loving uh, what I'm seeing out of Derek Wolf. I mean, Derek, Derek Wolf has stepped up big time. I mean, big time. He's doing things right now that I didn't think he was capable of. I there thought he was kind of, of a complimentary piece, you know? There's a lot of players that are, um, I guess, born to be a Raven in a sense, and I thought Marcus Peters was one of them. But Derek Wolf is one of those guys, man. He, he he fits us so well. He plays like a Raven. I mean, I saw after, when I was in Florida, I saw after the uh, Titans game, he didn't make the Derrick Henry tackle, and he said, that's on me. And mm-hmm. I, I think one of those things that I look for out of a guy when they when they're in their post game presser, just taking accountability. I mean, he didn't even really have to take accountability. Like that was one of his best games, maybe his best game this season, that Titans game, considering he was the lone wolf out there um, yeah. on the D line, and he took accountability. Said, "I need to be better." And I I think we have him locked up for is it two or three years? Man, I love him. I love yeah. that guy. I do too, man. He's playing great football, and once we get uh, you know Brandon Williams and, and Calais Campbell back, and I, I think that defensive line is going to be really, I do wanna, really strong. We're still in the good. I do want to stay on the defensive side of the ball. Tyus Bowser, man. I, <laughs> yeah. So Tyus Bowser being a second round pick, I remember I have a friend who is incredibly harsh on Tyus Bowser. Kind of looking for, like, when's he going to step up? Like, when's he going to take that leap? And Tyus Bowser is extremely underrated and I I, I I had tweeted out when the game was going on when he got his interception I'm like we gotta extend him right like I I think he's better than Judon well not better than Judon but I think he has a, a higher ceiling than Judon because he can cover well like Judon I don't really think about I see Judon drop into coverage and I kind of cringe a little bit yeah, but Bowser's a very good, very good. He's coverage. just a great all-around guy, just a right, great exactly. all-around linebacker, exactly. you know. And he's starting to take that leap, and you see it game by game. And man, that interception was huge. Obviously, I saw he, he, he out ran of out of the end zone. Right. You know, it's so funny all those tweets that were going to him, like "Keep your ass in the end zone next time." I think that was <laughs> I think who was that? I think that was uh, uh, Ronnie Stanley or yeah, something said that to yes. him. You know, I just he was like, "My bad." And, <laughs> Going back to taking the accountability, he said, like, I mean, I made a great play, and but I got to be better. Like, I need to make that uh, in-game yeah, I put my and, offense in a bad position. Right. That's what he said. But, and he, like, again, he doesn't have to apologize for that. Like, nope. he made an incredible play on the ball, but he did. And I think that just goes to show how great of a player he is. And I watch a lot of his post-game pressures, and Wink has nothing but great things to say about him. So I'd love to see us bring him back. Um, and man, I, that's, that's another guy. I wanted to talk about absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gonna, I, you know, I got another one I want to give, uh, give a little respect to, man. That I was just, I was excited to see Justice Hill. Oh yeah, Justice Hill, little little guy, Justice Hill, man. He he made the most of his opportunity, and I'm gonna tell you what, man. If we, you know, obviously we're probably not gonna have Ingram back next year. We don't know what's gonna go on with Gus, but I am. Um, I'm excited, you know, if we, to see, you know, to have that that combination of J.K. and Justice Hill, uh, that made me a hell of a lot more excited for that. He played one hell of a ball game. He played substantially better than than uh, Gus, but I think he just it, kind of the way that that J.K. Dobbins kind of tore up. The Steelers that first game, um, that's what Justice Hill kind of offers. 
So, you know, shifty guy that can catch the ball and, you know, do a lot of different things. He's not very, he's not one dimensional by any means. So, uh, you know, I, I loved what I saw out of him and it made me really excited about him moving forward. Another thing that I admire about Justice Hill is, uh, his, I mean, I think Justice Hill, I think I could have seen him getting snaps in any game and I wouldn't have been, uh, opposed to it, but he doesn't get snaps really. And this is his first game really getting any decent amount of carries, maybe in his career, really. And he, on special teams, like he's an incredible gunner. Mm-hmm. He's he's willing to do anything, and I think that's that goes to show and speaks a lot for him as a, a player and a person. Just willing to fulfill any role in the team and just be a part of a, of a winning football team. Love him. Love him. Exactly. Absolutely. Love him. Man, I, I, I'm a, such a fan of his, man. Such a fan. Anybody, no, wanna, uh, what's another guy for you? Devontae Harris. And, uh, I may, may, maybe some Ravens fans are like, like who? Who? Like, who is that? Who is that? So he was a, he was on the Broncos, I recall. And I'm pretty sure he got, he got released. We signed one. And man, he, I, he, I, there's one clip I can recall. And I posted on my Twitter not too long ago. He made a, he was one-on-one man coverage with Deontay Johnson and he makes an incredible play on the ball. Like, it is one of the best plays on the ball I've seen in a long oh, time. Oh, where he knocked that one out of his hands? Yes. Oh. Yes. Like, that was an incredible Oh, like, yeah. Like, Deontay hits him with a, a, a double move, and he stays with him, hip flips, and gets up there and punches that ball. And Deontay Johnson's a, a very good receiver, very agile, great route runner. He stayed with him. And I, I have a lot of Broncos followers <laughs> on Twitter, and they were all saying, he's trash, he's trash. He, I mean... If he can do more of that and be our fifth best corner on this roster, hey, and we signed Pierre Desir or however the hell you, you know, he he he's made a couple of bonehead plays this year, but he's made some he's made a hell of a lot, hell of a lot more bigger, you know, play more bigger. I guess you could say, you know, I I know that's you know a bad way of saying it, but um, you know, he's made a lot of big plays this year. I'm excited about having him. There's a lot of guys that the Ravens are very known for picking up guys late in their career who have something to prove and mm-hmm. they come here and play some good ball and Devontae Harris is one but he's not late in his career I actually I mean like I said I'm not I'm still learning more about him just as other people are because he's not a very household name but I think he has the uh, potential to be one in Baltimore for a little bit he's 25 turns 26 in January and I follow him on uh, Twitter now and he he loves Baltimore like he said he's he's all in he's he's willing to do whatever it may, like whatever uh, it takes and Man, I'm really excited for him. I'm really, yeah. really excited. I mean, he went from the Jets and came over to Baltimore. You know what I'm saying? So, or right. are we talking about Harris still? Uh, hair. Well, both, really. Okay, my bad. Both. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. So, I'll tell you what, man. Uh, you know, we talked about Trace McSorley a little bit there, and we can say, you know, he's part of the good because you got to think he stepped in into a crazy position and, uh, you know, taking like on the Steelers. Yeah, against the Steelers. Right. And through some, I liked what I saw out of his arm. Uh, he had some zip, and he definitely had a hell of a lot more to offer this game than RG3. And had he come in earlier, you know, in the game when RG3 kind of, you know, hurt that hammy, um, you know, you never know what would have happened. But, uh, you know, McSorley, especially on that pass to Hollywood, I, I, I've got to throw Hollywood in the good here because man we've we've been dogging his ass all year so look i'll come to his defense man look hollywood brown does i think if he never made that tweet i think that tweet was the difference because Mm -hmm. now he catches a lot of unnecessary flack people are saying 
well, we're not going to call you Hollywood anymore until you, now you're Marquise or, man, Hollywood, and I, I tweeted this out, I don't think he's been, I don't think he's been disappointing. Like, he's on pace to have a better year than his rookie year. He, you're, you're seeing progression, but, like, can you blame a disappointing offensive year on one player? Like, no. he's made some good plays. What more can you, like, I don't know what people expected from him, but he wasn't going to be Tyree Kill. It's just not, like, who he is, and. If he's going to be that player, it's not going to be his second year in his career, like playing his first year fully healthy. So I'll come to his defense, man. I think just if you keep building off these performances, he's going to be or continue to get better. But it's also play calling. Like you have to put the ball in his hands and let him make the play. For example, what happened with the McScorley throw? He catches the ball, breaks the guy off. I think it was Edmonds dove at him. He made a miss and then puts Minka in a blender. Touchdown. Like, he's one of those players. Like, I love it. I love it. Can't, can't he just play against Mika Fitzpatrick every week? Right. You know, what was that tweet from, like, Spencer Schultz that said 19% of Hollywood's career yards are against, against Mika. Mika Fitzpatrick? <laughs> That's, think, tw- almost a damn near 20% of the of all the yards he's had has been against Mika. It's crazy. And if you're going to give any receiver flack on this team, it's not Hollywood Brown. Well, I admit that Hollywood Brown's probably not a, a number one guy. Probably not, but is he a wide receiver too? Absolutely, and I think he's probably one of one of the best receivers that we've drafted in recent memory. Considering there hasn't been many in the first round, I'm pretty sure there's only been other one other in the first round. It was Perryman. We don't talk about it. But if you're going to give any receiver on this team flack, I think it's got to be Miles Boykin. But I mean, that's neither here or there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Miles Boykin was just one of those guys that had a great camp, or not a great camp, but a great combine, and just tested well. And you know, I was at the NFL draft in Nashville uh, when we select. I was actually there. I was on the stage, um, right there next to the commission. Well, not the commission, but whoever the hell that person was that was making those. You know, I so I was right there when he got drafted, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me, and I was kind of like, yeah, I'm a Notre Dame fan, so I was like, kind of like, all right, kind of cool, but uh, I don't know. I think he's, I think he's fool's gold, and um, that's what it's turned out to be. So, well, yeah, I remember what? his rookie year. Um, I went to the stadium practice, and man, he's leaping over people, making these crazy catches. I'm like, okay, maybe we got something here. But I don't know. I'm, I'm still not ready to give up on him yet, but it's just I haven't seen what I, you know what I mean? But like, I, I guess what I'm trying to say is chill on the Hollywood slander, man. Give the guy a break. He's 5'9". Yeah, He's 5'9". Yeah. Yikes. He is a complimentary wide receiver, not a wide receiver one. You know, he is that wide receiver yes. two. We need that number one guy uh, to pair with him. So, does all right. It, so, does it, does it, real ahead. quick, does it, does it pain me that D, we chose him over DK and AJ Brown? Absolutely. I'm sure it does, everybody. Or but it, it's, maybe it's, Terry McLaurin. Or, right. Or, <laughs> right. There's, the list goes on. But yeah. it's we, – we, we picked him. We got to ride with who we got. Listen, there was eight other receivers picked ahead of of um, what's-his-face in Seattle. Uh, opposite. Yeah, DK Metcalf. Andy so, Isabella. Yeah. Go to a Google search if you don't know who that is, and then, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yep, yep. Well, all right, man. Let's move bad. on. Yeah, we'll move on to the bad. And 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 I'm gonna go. This is kind of hard. I don't want to pick on Marcus Peters, but because I know he was kind of came up a little gimpy, uh, you know, halfway through the game. But before that, man, I just didn't think he was playing very very well at all. He's yeah. he's had a couple of uh, a, a couple of tough games 
kind of rough games you know, in a row. I'm going to have to disagree. Okay. I, think I thought Peters played a not a horrible game. Uh, I thought he came out and he made some PBUs. He was talking. I don't know if you saw he was talking before the game at the Steelers' sideline. That's just who he is. Oh, yeah. Love him. Yeah. I mean, obviously, does do they give him some eye candy sometimes? But I, I make for example, the uh, one play early to the game, they threw a, a ball up to Claypool. He broke it up. I don't. I don't think he played. A, there's a lot of games that I've seen Peters play this year that I've been like, okay, Peters played like horrible, but I don't think he played bad. Maybe you can put him on fringe, good and bad. Yeah, yeah. I'm not gonna say he was just absolute trash. I, I don't want to throw him in that category. Here's what I'm getting at. You, you you play Madden football, right? Yes. Okay, so you know when you 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 have that cornerback, or maybe you're adjusting his attributes or something like that, and it, it gives you two different if he you know if he's good in man to man coverage or if he's good in a zone coverage. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. <clears throat> Peters is a zone guy. Okay, he is a zone coverage guy, and and. Teams are starting to exploit. He is not that man-to-man guy. Marlon is a man-to-man guy, but Peters is really not. I mean, he he shows up here and there, but teams are starting to take advantage of that. He's backing off. He's playing a. I don't know if he's playing a little conservative. He's backing off these receivers, and they're taking advantage of that because he's just not a man. He's not an elite man-to-man guy. That's just and it. what I'll, what I'll say, and I think I think you're right, but I, I don't know what at what point do you attribute it to Peters, and then what a, what point do you attribute it to his safety help over the top? Because I think it's time we talk about it. Chuck Clark hasn't been particularly good in coverage this year. Like he's pl- we have two strong safeties essentially. I don't really see Deshaun Elliott make too many plays in coverage, but that's what it feels like. I feel like we have two thumpers, but. Though I guess the one play that I could think of was the uh, triple coverage to James Washington. That was really the backbreaker of that game. Chuck Clark could have made the play on it. I think there's a lot of other safeties who would have made the play on it, but he didn't. I don't know. We have been getting exploited in coverage this year. You're not wrong. But I think you have to attribute that to some to Chuck Clark there. Because he hasn't been great in coverage. Yeah, and you're right about Deshaun Elliott. I mean, we've, we've watched him lay the wood to some people. Um, he's a thumper. He wants to crack somebody's ass all the damn time. So, you know, he would be a pretty solid, you know, safety, you know, more of a strong safety versus, you know, that center fielder. But um, how many of those guys are really out there? I mean, that that seems like to be a dying breed. I mean, how many of those Ed Reed type of players are out there now? You know? Yeah, there's not many. I, think, I can't. I really can't think of. I mean, one of the last ones you would have thought of would might have been like an Earl Thomas, but uh, you know his yeah. best years are way yeah. way behind him. Who? Who? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. It's actually funny you say that, and I do want to bring this up real quick because I saw a uh, tweet earlier. Today. I forget who it was from, but they were talking about if you could choose one Raven to bring back from any any year from their prime. Who would you bring to this team? I actually want to ask, I want to answer, or ask you that question. Who would I bring to this team? One Raven. One Raven. From the past to this particular team right now. Yes. Oh, man. Um, shoot, man. Um, it, it may be a toss-up between Anquan Bolden and Steve Smith. Yes. Okay. You know, we we need that number one receiver 
and um, I can live with the defense. Trust me. Oh, I'd love to see Ray Lewis play another season. I'd love to see Ed Reed back in there. But um, we need the number one receiver on this team probably more than we need anything else. Man, I think I'm going to have to go with Ed. I I think, that's some, I think that's some – I mean, look, is our offense not uh, where you want them to be? Absolutely not. And I think we need the one, absolutely. But I feel like on defense, we're missing that, that playmaker. I mean, Marlon Humphrey, no disrespect. But don't, don't you feel like sometimes in the game we're like, oh, my God, we need to make that play, or, like, we're getting picked apart. I mean, Marlon Humphrey can only do so much from the outside. But if we have a guy who's lurking the middle and keeps these offenses honest – Man, we're looking for the some points. We force a lot of turnovers. But if you can have a guy who can turn it into points, and Ed, we know Ed was that guy. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he would probably be top three. I mean, I may have to throw Ray Lewis in there, but I would oh, take yeah. one of the I would take one of the wide receivers, and then just the the thought of Ray Lewis pumping up that defense, getting everyone uh, where they need to be. But yeah, Ed Reed would be. Uh, would be fantastic to have uh, by far. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we could use that, but I'm still going I'm still going wide receiver 1 all day. Agent 89. Yeah. Your I guy. Mean, oh, love him. Gosh, <laughs> I love him. Oh, I love me some Stevie Smith. All right. Okay, so we did, you know, we we're talking about Marcus Peters. You and I kind of, you know, see it a little bit differently there, but that's cool. That's cool. RG3, uh, we both see it the same. I mean, yeah. we could put him in the bad or the ugly, can, whatever. It was, it was pretty, a, it was there's trash. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of bad and ugly from this game, but you don't want to harass too many people because they're not going to be there next week. You know what I mean? More mm-hmm. the week after, like they're not going to be there long term. So you, you want to be pretty, uh, pretty lenient. But let's get to this ugly because I, I see who we have listed in the ugly. The ugly. Now, there's only one. There's one. But it's a group, and it's those freaking referees. It's... My gosh, those referees, you know, straight up shit on us to end the first half and to end the game. Man, and look, I don't want to be that guy that's calling out officials for a loss because the refs really aren't the reason we lost. But there's a lot of calls that the refs need to make. And and I will say, the refs Pittsburgh either, and I'll never like for example the roughing the passer call RG three that was not roughing the passer it just wasn't will I will I uh, take a bad call absolutely because I mean it's fifteen yards but come on man like the officials need you better and the one that really irks me the most it before the half that that was something in itself but I'm thinking the false start I don't know if you saw the picture. Yep. But the guy is literally standing up. And if you look at the time, it's the fourth quarter before the two-minute warning, I believe. And it it would have made it like third and 11. That's something. like that. That's not just a, a little call. Like in, in, in the, Maybe in the first quarter, a false start? Okay. Well, I'll let it slide. But come on. That and was one of the three. Holding. Yeah, that was, that was one of the three that stood out to me. The... To end the first half, you know, obviously right before we had that pass to Luke Wilson, um, I mean, how many seconds got got ate up? Like 18 seconds or something of of Steelers players laying on top of us, you know, just, I mean, they, they should have stopped that play, called a delay of game, something or another, because we had two plays drawn up and then if we missed them both then the, the you know we bring out we, we bring out tuck and we kick yes. the field goal um so that was just handled a little rough 
Um, but man, those referees really dropped the ball on that one to me. And I know a lot of people were pissed. Coach Harbaugh was very, very pissed. And, and, yeah. he, uh, you know, even at post game, he was pissed about that as well. He should be. Uh, I know all of us were yelling at the television when that was at the exact same time of that going on. Um, that false start that you just brought up. Yes, that was an important part of the game and then to end the game where they called that a first down when it was clearly short now it wasn't short by much maybe a couple of inches but that would have been fourth down and not first down how in the hell where in the shit did they come up with the extra few inches when it just showed it right there on television it's it's short it's they had the damn they had the chain gang out there it was short how the hell did you just turn it into it's a like first down? Run. And look, they'll they'll never get better. We've been calling for the refs to be better, but it's like you ha- they have to be better. Like this is, and I, I see this guy. Uh, I don't know the rules of analysts. I think it's Gene Stator or Terry uh, something something like that. And they're the the rules analyst is always saying in favor of the Ravens. They're always in favor of the Ravens. And then the the um on the field officials are always pulling something. And I don't want to be that guy because, like I said, it's I hate the people that are always calling the rest for the loss. But how can you not? And I've seen I don't know the actual statistic, but you should see the differential of uh, penalties um, against us compared to the teams that we're playing. Man, it is really crazy. And I think the one I think it's pass interference, offensive pass interference. We never get them, never. I mean, I know we're not the the uh, strongest passing team, but we never get them, and there's Marlon Humphrey gets a lot of defensive holdings that they're bad, they're horrible calls. Like it's like the corners aren't allowed to touch the guy at all. Like they're allowed to grab some jersey. Like that's a that's a common misconception. Like are they allowed to uh, interrupt a route? Absolutely not. But there are some horrible calls. So many. Yeah, they're a little rough. Uh, a little rough to say the least, man. But. Uh... Yeah, the refs really, really made some bad calls in that game that, sh- that were just game changers. I mean, they, not not to, you know, be funny, but they were legit. Th- this is what you the term game changer came up, you know, came from, is these calls. And they screwed us in the first half. They screwed us at the end of the game. Now, I'm not saying if we had gotten the ball in the fourth quarter right there and that we would have scored – but it would have given us at least an opportunity to maybe do something and not, you know, really, really piss off a lot of people. At least we might have just had a chance to, you know, throw up a couple of prayers or something for that game. I mean, it was a long shot that we would have won, but uh, I just hated the game ending that way. Well, if you get them off the field there, I'm not sure what our t- – I'm pretty sure we maybe we depleted on timeouts. i got to look at the exact uh... – Exact game situation. Let me see. Because, I mean, you got to think about it. We're just... Okay, so it's 2.36. We have two timeouts. So if they call a false start... What's a false start? Five yards? So it'll mm-hmm. be third and 11. So we get them off the field, and they're with a two-minute... So we essentially have three timeouts with a two-minute warning. And McSorley, you got to think about it. The Steelers, their back is against the wall. McSorley just made it probably the play of his career, his short career... And he's he's hot. Like, I don't know. I, I, I hate to be bitter because that's what we sound like. But it's a, it's a legitimate thing. Like I, I would hope any team would feel this way. And I, w- yeah. I would hope this, this call would be made for any team because 
man, it just feels as like if we're getting screwed every week because I can go back into the game and find several calls that are, are game-changing. I don't know, it hurts. These referees are just, they're just determining the outcomes of these games just a little too damn much for me. So, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I, I'm not I'm not pissed about the game for the most part. The referees, when I said earlier in the show, the refs were the only thing that really pissed me off. So uh, they've got to get better. They, uh, we, we really, really, uh, you know, we took a hit in that game. But I will say we made it out of this game without any crazy injuries, and that's probably the biggest win considering we didn't have really any practice for a week and a half, you know. Right, absolutely. And I, I think, uh, I mean, the refs can only help you so much. And the Ravens have definitely faced teams that have had uh, calls in their favor. I mean, the one I can think of is the Patriots uh, back in the day. But um, I don't know, man. I, I think this Ravens team, I think just the refs are adding more fuel to the fire because they're eventually going to play up to that le- level where the refs can't get involved. And it's going to be so clear. But that, that's the thing, though. Because even if you do play perfect and you think you're playing perfect, the game is so in it the refs have a factor in this game. It's like the refs have their own TV show on the field. Yeah. It's, it's really horrible. And they're I, just I getting like... way too involved. They're just, it just, you know, it's just, it, 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 I said it last week. I said, you know, the NFL is starting to turn into the damn NBA where there's just a call like every play, <laughs> you know, a foul, uh, you know, they're going to start having fouls in football one day. Watch. Gosh almighty. Oh, anyway, so you know that's it for that game. Let's let's leave it alone. Let's put it in the past. Let's bury that damn thing. Let's look let's look ahead. Let's look forward, okay? And we got the Dallas Cowboys coming up. I firmly believe we're gonna we're gonna win and we're gonna win big. Um, I think uh, I think Lamar comes back. Um, I think we run the ball all over Dallas, and um, I think we come out with a. A very, very decisive win. Now, don't get me wrong. No one's going to be tooting our horn by any means because it is Dallas, and Dallas is a pretty pretty bad team this year. So we're not going to get any credit for it. But, uh, you know, if we match up. I mean, I don't know if we match up any more perfect with a team <laughs> right now than the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, our, our rush offense right now is sixth in the NFL on yards per carry. We, we average 4.9 yards per carry. And we rush for 157.6 yards per game, which is third in the NFL. Well, guess what? The Dallas rush defense, like I said, we rush for 4.9 yards a carry. Well, the Dallas rush defense gives up 4.9 yards per carry. We, we Dead last. Yeah, we rush for 157 yards per game. And they give up 156 yards yards per game dead last as well so you can't get any more spot on perfect than that we we they give up the amount of yards that we rush so you can't you can't that's the stats and the stats don't lie so oh, yeah no i see I, I sense a couple turnovers this game um i mean the, the, their offense is just whew. and i mean zeke who's probably the arguably the best player on their offense He's had some fumble issues this year, and I know a certain someone, and I don't know, maybe number 44, I think it is. Uh, <laughs> he loves the fu- – I mean, how this team just like – it's like they pull it from him. It's like he just spread around the team. Like I see everyone trying to go for the fumble. And does it backfire sometimes? Absolutely, because at some point you just need to make the tackle. But, yeah, I feel like a couple turnovers could happen potentially this Yeah, year. absolutely. I mean, Zeke leads the league 
actually, in fumbles lost. He's not having a good year statistically. Now, don't get me wrong, the, the, the Cowboys' offensive line has been just depleted by injuries, and, and it's been, been rough for them, you know, but he's only averaging 3.9 yards per carry. He's only averaging about 64 yards a game. Um, that's not good. And when you lead the league in fumbles lost, uh, none of that uh, is going to be good, especially going into uh, play against the Ravens, who is one of the league league's best at creating turnovers. So, And if I'm being very, very honest, I love Trace McSorley, and I think, I mean, I think he provided a spark, and uh, when we were really at our at our worst in that game, but um, man, I don't know how I feel like. I mean, even against against the Cowboys, which their defense is dead last, I don't know how I feel. I mean, is it better than the or better than the Steelers? Absolutely. Is it reasonable? Yeah, I'd say. But if you can bring number eight out on that field, do it. Just do it, and. I, I always felt good about Lamar against teams that have never seen him before. So this will be his first time playing um, the Cowboys, and whenever Lamar plays a team for the first time, he usually tears them up. Because I mean, they've never played against him. All you can do is watch film and just pray for the best. Yeah. But, I mean, the Cowboys, man, I don't think they have the the tools to, to play Lamar. So, I don't know. I, I, I think you got to bring the guy back if, yeah. you, if you can. Yeah, and I don't think they're going to be able to run on us, you know, very much. No. I was thinking of talking about Zeke. I don't think they're going to. I mean, we're kind of middle of the road when it comes to rush defenses, which is a little surprising. But we this some of these yards have come on, you know, after we've lost Calais Campbell and Brandon Williams. So we got to right. keep, you know, keep that in mind as well. You know, we were talking about Zeke and in his turnover issues. Let's talk about the pass offense. Uh, you know, for the Cowboys. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's not good. Since Andy Dalton took over, he's got five touchdowns and five interceptions uh, for a whopping 77.5 QB rating. That's that's not good. And he is playing against a defense that is uh, – we, we don't have to tell anyone on here what our past defense is like, especially oh, yeah. their secondary. So, uh, you know, they do have some receivers. And there's no mistake about that, oh, but uh, but you know I, I can't wait to see some turnovers. Let's just say that, man. And then you know let's get into our 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 passing defense or or our passing offense versus their defense. Um, I don't even know where to start. The Cowboys' pass defense, um, it's it's damn near the last. They've given up 25 touchdowns this year, passing touchdowns, which is dead last in the league. And uh, quarterbacks are averaging 105.1 QB rating against them this year, which is 30th in the league. So, you know, bottom three as well. Uh, every bit of that would be nice to see Lamar kind of get right, you know, get some, you know, get some confidence back about him. Because the Ravens, I mean, you know, we're almost dead last in the league in a passing offense. We're only throwing for about 174 yards a game. Yeah, if there's if there's any game that you want to really provide a spark for your offense, and I look, and I think that's why I'm so confident in this team because, man, if the Ravens don't make the playoffs with this schedule, shame on them. Like, mm-hmm. re- really, because this this schedule is about as easy as it's going to get. I mean, the only game that we have that's really competitive that I'd say, and I don't want to come off as it's like a. Um, like I don't want to sleep on any team, and I don't want to get upset. 
because that's what, definitely what you don't want to do because there's a lot of teams that are really out of it, and that's what they're kind of playing for is to upset a team and ruin their playoff chances. But, I mean, it's Giants, Jags, Bengals, and the Bengals are Week 17, so if it comes down to a Week 17, Burrow obviously got hurt. So I don't I just It's don't the Browns. See, right, exactly. So if you if you can catch some heat against these five teams going into the wild card, I mean we, the, the the Ravens I think they caught heat at the worst time. We caught it early in the year last year and then we started to s- slow down at the playoffs at the worst time. So I think if you can get hot go into the wild card game after a big game against the Bengals, which will have probably playoff determination, why would you? Like, I, I think this is the best time, and you got to take advantage of this, especially against a weak Cowboys defense. Go out there, sling the ball around when you have one of the better deep threats in the league. Get Lamar back in sync. It just—I don't know. It, it's just a great situation to take advantage of. What about Dez? Yep. I mean, he's another do you, one. Do you think this is a Dez revenge game? Do you? Th- I'm telling you right now, Dez is going to catch a touchdown in this game. Oh, and he's going to throw up those X's. Oh, he's so going to throw up those X's. Oh, I cannot wait, well, dude. It's going it, to be awesome. you got to think because, look, Greg Roman, he caught a lot of flack this year. But you, you, you have to, I would hope, and I'm hoping Greg Roman is thinking like we are, you're playing the worst defense in the league and your passing game is struggling. Why would you not try to catch a spark? You have a great receiver. Well, not a great, but a, a, a solid little plug-in with uh, Dez. And he's probably going to be lined up with, is it Diggs? Trevon Diggs? Is that who he'll be lined I don't know who he'll be I lined think up with. Diggs, I think Diggs may be hurt. I don't know who he's going to line up with. But anyway, it's not going to be anybody that can't he can't compete with. And Dez is probably one of the best jump ball receivers we've ever really seen in league history, I'd say. So... Throw him one. Draw up a play for Dez. Uh, draw when you're in the red zone. Throw him a back shoulder throw where he can only get to it. He could probably he can make the play on that. So I don't know. I think this is the week where you really open your passing game up and experiment a little bit. Obviously Andrews is out. Snead is out. But we know what we get out of Andrews and Snead. I I think if you ask anybody, Andrews and Snead have been the most impressive in the passing game this year. So open it up for a Boykin who needs a spark like. But we can needs a, I mean, part of my language, a kick in the ass, yeah. really. Like he he needs to he needs that game to really get hot and just keep stringing off performances like that. And so does Dez, and so I mean, just all of them. Like the passing game has been stagnant this year. There's no there's no denying that. So take advantage, come out, throw the ball, run the ball. Don't get away from that, please. But just have an, a dominant a dominant offensive performance because that's what we've been looking for, and that's what we need. This team needs their offensive identity back. Yeah, absolutely, they do. They do, and this is uh, this is about as good as a matchup as you can uh, as you could hope for. And Trevon Diggs, by the way, is on the injured reserve right now. Okay. He, I think he's eligible to come back next week, but I don't know if he's really healthy enough to do so. But um, well, yeah, if anything, we, that's another reason you throw the ball. Yep. So we should uh, we should feast. Um, on that game, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. I'm, I'm hoping that Des Bryant gets into the end zone, especially. I'm really looking forward to that. So, uh, before we get off here, man, uh, we've got some questions on Twitter. You want to get to some of those, and uh, you know, we've had yeah, some people absolutely. reach out to us, and let's uh, let's hit these up. Let's answer these guys. Where do you want to start? 
So let's start from the top. We got uh, at here Ravens. Uh, my free agent dream signing this upcoming offseason, one for offense, one for defense. So one for offense, and I, I've been strong on this, and I'll be strong on this when the time comes. But I think you need to go chase a receiver. And I, I think I, I said something about this a couple weeks ago along the lines of, I'm tired of trying the, the Ravens draft experiment. Unless you have a guy who you really think is going to gonna just blow up I guess like I, I think you can look at Justin Jefferson and CD and Judy and those guys and think that they were gonna make an impact on this league but unless you got a, you're in position to get a, a Waddle or a, a Devontae Smith or something like that like a Bama receiver you can really never go wrong but I think it's time because we got Steve Smith from the free agency I think you need to go into the free agency get a guy who you know who is gonna provide I think Allen Robinson is that guy He's liked several tweets about leaving Chicago. So unless they tag him and you have to trade for him. I mean, I can't imagine the trade demand for Allen Robinson is going to be too high considering DeAndre Hopkins got traded for a second. I mean, obviously, granted, it was uh, Bill O'Brien. It was Bill O'Brien, man. Right. You, have to, you have to completely disqualify any of but, that. But I doubt Allen goes for a first. So, I mean, even I think he's one of those guys. I mean, I'm pretty sure Allen Robinson, he hasn't dropped a pass. I, I read it on PFF, but... I mean, he's a reliable, he's not. reliable hands. He's not dropped one pass this year. Right, he hasn't dropped a single pass this year. I mean, that's really what we're looking for. He can go up and get it. He has a nice frame to him. So I, he's my guy on offense. And then for defense, I don't really see any defensive uh, pieces that we need to go out and get. I think that's all homegrown, really, right there. I mean, we have two guys that are pretty premier on the defense right now. We got, uh, well, Judon and uh, Yannick. So I think you have to just get one of those guys back, maybe tag the other one. So I don't really, I don't really have a guy that we go out and get. Um, yeah, and that was from what? That was from here, at here Ravens, I believe. Ask that you know free agent dream signings. So I, mean, I don't know yeah. if you have any or, but uh, no, I'm looking at your page that you had you know kind of tweeted out. So uh, you know. Um, you know, okay. let's just let's let's at, roll through them real quick before we at get off Joseph here. Joseph Arman. Uh, does Gus have more carries than J.K. and Ingram? Career, career five yards per carry, and the dental style works better than with Lamar, in my opinion. Yeah, I think you're right. But I think, um, man, Gus, J.K., Ingram, Hill, we got a very talented backfield. And I think you need to um, – I think Gus deserves what he's getting. Like I don't, I don't think he's uh, – I think at the beginning of the year I was more for Gus, and he's still good. Like I'm not out on him by any means. But I think you need to look more at Justice Hill. I think he provides a, a lot, not a lot, but I, I think the receiving was really what I'm looking at. Justice Hill got some speed to him, and I, I like the routes that Roman drove for him. I'm pretty sure it was like a, a halfback wheel that he got thrown, but RG3 set him up for a hospital pass, mm-hmm. and he got lit up. But, yeah, I, I think he provides a lot of versatility. Or, or he's very versatile. Uh, Ingram, man, he's, Ingram's the odd one out here. And I love Mark Ingram. We've talked about it a a couple weeks ago, but man, I don't see Ingram coming back next year, and I think we got our three guys. I'm hoping we bring Gus back, but um, yeah, I, I think we're doing a. Roman's doing a good job of distributing the ball to our to our backfield. I'll say. Well, <clears throat> I see a guy at Big D four ten asks, "Do you foresee the Ravens making Judon or Yannick a bigger priority this offseason. I think we're all on the same uh, same one here, saying it's Yannick by far. Yes, absolutely. Or Yannick. I, Yannick. I, I, I think age goes into, I'm, I'm pretty sure Judon's 28, and the 
you know, there's 25, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I, I just think there's a lot more ceiling there, to be honest with you. I think Judon, you get what you get, and I think you can still uh, you can still improve upon Ngakwe's game, especially, I mean, he came in mid-year, so I, I, I don't know. I think there's more to... Uh, more to grow there. More to yeah, grow. he's got a lot. He he's got a lot more ahead of him than Judon. Like, even if they were age. even if they were the same age, I'm going with Yannick. Like I think Judon's career high in sacks is like nine and a half. Like I, I don't see him going up to be a thirteen guy or a twelve guy. Nope. But like, uh, and Godway's been there before. Like, he's been a twelve sack guy before. Granted, he was in the uh, the Jaguars defense, but he can do it. Like, he can finish off the plays and. I saw some guy, and it really bothered me a little bit, but I, I just decided not to even put my two cents in. He said Yannick with the the Ravens, and it was like one in three or something like that, just saying we have a losing record and the Vikings are winning now. That's Look, the Ravens have a lot of deep root problems on this team, and Yannick's not one of them. He's not the reason we're losing games. That's not what mm-hmm. it is. So that's just someone trying to make something out of nothing. Yeah, being a little bit of a troll. Now, you know, kind of touching off of that, you know, branching off of that, uh, you know, someone asks, uh, freak, uh, at freaky underscore x16, says, do you think Matt Judon will be a Raven next season? I personally do not think so. What do you think, Blake? I do not think so. I think you got, I mean, even Bowser. I, I know we talked about uh, Gengakwe and, and Judon, yeah, and Judon, but I think Bowser's another guy we need to re-sign this year. I think he's more versatile than Judon. I also think there's just more ceiling there. Like, Judon, oh man, it's sad because we, we've talked about it before. We both love him. But is Judon a guy that you really need to keep on this team? Like, can you replace Judon? I think so. Like, I don't think it'd be too hard to replace, especially considering we got Ngakwe. Tyus Bowser. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. He like he just provides more to me. Like I, I see more potential out of Bowser than I do Judon. I just it is what it is. Um, I th- I think, do I think his pass rushing needs a little bit of work? Yes, but I think the coverage is really the difference. I think the fact that Bowser can drop into coverage and he is effective there, I think that goes to uh, show. Like I think there were there were rumors a couple weeks, maybe it was this past off season or moving Bowser to inside linebacker. Just um, he's so versatile. I don't know. I love Bowser. I've been big on him since he got drafted. But, yeah, uh, yeah. He, he's been a little bit of a late bloomer, but hey, well, <laughs> better late than never. You know what I'm saying? So uh, absolutely. You know, he's not Tim Williams by any means. So uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, boy, that was <laughs> yeah. one I was really hoping would turn into something. You know, but what it is, what it is. So we kind of talked about this earlier, but uh, Jeremy Shull at I am Jeremy Shull asks, how many times will Dallas turn the ball over? What what's your thoughts? How many how many turnovers do you I'm think? I'm looking between like anywhere from one to three. Like it's it, come it's, on, man. Oh, but you can't go from one, uh, anywhere between well, zero and five. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's gonna. Be, I, I I try to be humble here. It's gonna be like two to three times. I think like I I see Dalton having several interceptions. Like I mean I don't know. I just think like in a game like this where they specialize in the pat. Well, I'm not specialized. I don't really specialize in anything over there. But their their strong suit is uh, receivers like Cooper, Gallup, Ceedee. I can't imagine that Marcus Peters won't grab one, or Marlon won't force one out. Like I don't know, it, that would be hard for me. to I believe. see a strip sack, even yeah, exactly. and and a pick. I see two turnovers, and I see yeah. either Judon or Ngakwe strip sacking uh, Dalton, and I see you know, one of our guys getting a pick. I, I tend to agree with you there. I think that, I think two is the number I'm looking at. 
and it could it very well could be over. But I think this game is just going to be incredible for the defense, similar to like the remember the bang the Bengals game where our friend over at the back row Bengals show Josh uh, <laughs> Josh Miller. Mm-hmm. We I want to bring it up again, but yeah. That that was just a defensive game. Queen got his. Everyone really was seemingly getting their uh, their fair share. So I I see something like that. And then what else do we got? Okay. Yeah, we, what else there do was, we have? What else do we have? Wood at Ravens are great. Wood Trace win the game if he started on Tuesday. I think that's uh. Ooh, that's is, a good question. Is it possible? Absolutely. Yes. I mean everything's. I mean he almost somehow upset the. Uh, the Steelers with six six attempts, so man, I I think he could win the game. Would he be the the reason we win the game? No, I think that the defense is going to keep us in the game. I mean, because this defense, like our defense, is to the point where there's I think there's levels to a defense. There's a like a horrible defense. There's a middle of the pack defense. There's a good defense, and then there's a defense that can keep you in a ball game, and that's what we got. And I am. They make me feel a lot more confident going into a game like this, but I said it earlier in the show, and I, I'm I'm still on it. I think if you can keep Lamar in this game or get him involved, why would you not? Like I don't, I don't. He's young. It's not like he's a. Uh, I mean, he'll come back on Sunday, so he'll get a Monday practice. They'll they'll probably fly out and do a, a walkthrough in Dallas. Or well, no, we're home. We're home, I believe. So, I mean, you can get Lamar a practice. And I, I can't imagine Lamar is not prepping at home one way or another. So I think Lamar should start. But, yeah, Trace could absolutely win us that game. I uh, I wanted yeah. to say this one for last. Go for I it. Wanted... Hassan Shepard. Man, I'm with you, brother. How are we going to celebrate when we run off these next five and win the chip this season? I already have receipts already. And <laughs> I, I, I have mine, too. I have my bookmarks already. So if – man, and I, I think I'm going to – branch off into a little prediction here because I think everyone because now we're in the the second half of the year everyone's making their prediction I mean I, I think the 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 ceiling here is 11 and five for me and I think the the floor is probably 10 and six but even 10 and six and I, I said this earlier in the week 10 and six when we were 10 and six last we made the playoffs oh yeah and something happened it was a very magical playoff run. Yeah. And I, I don't – and I'll say this. If Baltimore makes it to the wild card, you better hope your team's not playing them. That's all I'm no. going to say. You better hope because we're not a wild card team. Like, we have – we very well could have got the bye. But we, I think a lot of people expect us to get the bye, actually. But it just – man, this year has been so unfortunate. It's just one of those years where you turn around and he's hurt and you got COVID. And it's a very odd year because of the COVID. But – um. Man, I, I see us making the playoffs, and I see us making a little run there. I really do. I'm not going to go out and predict the Super Bowl because that's bold, but, man, I'm not giving up on this team yet. There's a lot of people that are, and I'm not not for it. Not me by a long shot either, man. Uh, we know what this team's capable of, and, uh, you know, we get everybody and they, back and healthy. They, and yeah. And they know what they're capable of, too. I saw, actually, um, it was on Marlon Humphrey's Instagram, and Michael Campanero commented something. I forget what he said. And then Marlon Humphrey said, we got to make it there first and then put a little, like, uh, like, a, like a be quiet emoji, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, like, this team, they know where they're at. They're not stupid. And they know that their they're backs are against the wall. They have people on the IR, premier players at that. And they're going to be there. We'll, we'll, it's, it's to be determined. 
But this team, I'm not giving up on them. And maybe that's just the, the fan in me, but I genuinely believe that this team can do something. I do. I really do too, man. I think there's uh, I think our best football is yet to come. I really do. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Very much 100%. looking forward to it. Well, everyone, that's it for today's show. It was a little long one, but, man, we got a lot of stuff covered. Um, and got a lot of that important PlayStation 5 conversation out of the way for you. Sorry about that again. Um, but anyways, um, you know, tune in next week. We'll uh, we'll be on reviewing, uh, you know, kind of recapping the Dallas game and and moving on to the next one. So, so for Blake, uh, for myself, Bob here, we want to thank you for listening to the Back Row Ravens show. Um, Juju Smith-Schuster, you're still a bitch. Um, but until then... <laughs> Don't forget to go Ravens.